Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. everyone and welcome to another episode of excess press my name is matt and i'm the host of this disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 150 I cannot believe I made it to 150 episodes. That number just sounds very pleasing, and I can't wait to get to 200. So, hey, thanks for sticking with me for throughout all of these episodes. Um, but, yeah, hopefully everyone is doing okay out there. I, I feel like I'm doing all right, kind of energized. I keep them busy doing some side projects, just having some fun at home. Um, we're still waiting for the the, the the nice weather here in New Jersey. It's still it's kind of late late April, and it's... It's still a little cold. It's it hasn't really been above 60 degrees. It's only like for those few days here and there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just waiting for that nice weather to come around to kind of go out and ride the bike a little bit more and just get sat outside of the house because yeah, getting getting just slightly stir crazy on the inside. But um, yeah, I think I think like what I'm missing the most is like just going to the movie theater because I'm a big movie guy. But I'm I'm really missing that. So I'm curious like if, if what do you guys what are you guys miss, missing the most besides Disney? Uh, I'm sure most of you just want to go back to Disney and, and itching towards and I know a lot of you were supposed to have trips uh, the past couple weeks that had to be moved so um, but hopefully we can all get back there very soon and so I'm going to be bringing you some of the updates uh, that's happening uh, over down at Walt Disney World uh, they have a, a, a task force now to open up Florida uh, and Disney is involved a little bit so I'll kind of talk about that uh, and then just talk about the Earth Day in general as well as the anniversary of the opening of Animal Kingdom so talk about that as well as as listener questions so all right well why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the excess press podcast So let's talk about some of the updates that's happening down at Walt Disney World. But first, as always, I am recording these episodes live on Instagram on Thursday nights. Uh, or even actually more evenings. Uh, it, it, I usually record anywhere between 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to like 8 p.m. Depends uh, what's going on uh, in the day. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm recording here. So if you want to join that, you can follow me at Excess Pressed Podcast. So... 
All right, so let's uh, start with some of the updates. So what we what I kind of learned, I'm not going to give all the updates because there's like a lot going on, but just to me, like the main ones that I want to kind of talk about. So uh, the first one is that uh, Walt Disney World Resort has now begun canceling trips throughout mid-May. It's been reports that uh, guests have been getting those emails uh, and guests have the option to either modify or cancel their reservation. Uh, and if they don't do anything, Disney will automatically refund uh, them to their original form of payment. So if you pay with a credit card, they'll just refund it right back there uh, if you don't do anything with it. So um, if again, look at those for the email, look out for those emails if you have early May trips to mid uh, to mid May because uh, it seems like uh, yeah, it's not happening. Um, but like I said in the past couple weeks. Um, at this time, uh, guests still can book vacations after June 1st, so you are able to do that. Uh, and the Florida governor, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, is really trying to open up Florida a little bit early, um, in my opinion. But uh, so they announced uh, that there is going to be a task force to work on the reopening of Florida and its economy. Because, I mean, Florida, one of its biggest things is tourism. So I think he's really itching to get that ready to go. So. Um, among this task force, there's a lot of lawmakers on there, and there's 22 members, but uh, the two names uh, that most people might know are the Walt Disney World president, Josh DeMero, and John Sprawls, who is the CEO of the U Universal Orlando Resort. So both of them are on this task force to kind of help... Um, see what they need to do to reopen the state and get things uh, running. So the members of the task force, uh, task, force uh, task force are meeting daily by phone um, and they're creating short, medium and long term recommendations for the state's reopening uh, and recovery itself. Um, so the, the governor uh, is, like I said, he's trying to open this up wait uh, to me a little bit too soon which i i understand but i just i hope they kind of hold off a little bit um but yeah the the government was, was kind of making the argument that um even with all the people coming worldwide to the D disney parks between january and march uh that there i think he said there have been very low amount of cases i don't have the number in front of me i, th I remember seeing the number like 79 but it was a low amount of people um, in the counties uh, over at in Florida, I think that's Orange County, Osceola County. They, there's only like 80, um, like 80 people that got the the, the COVID-19. So uh, don't quote me on that number. I, I don't think it's true, but that's what what I remember reading one of his arguments was. I don't have it in my notes. I'm kind of spitballing here. Um, but he pretty much he was just saying that Disney was doing a phenomenal job at um, and all the other parks and resorts uh, like Orlando, Universal Studios. Um, that is. Um, that they were really doing a great job of sanitizing and training their workers to uh, combat this thing. So uh, I think he, to me, it just feels like he has the utmost um, uh, trust in Disney that they can they can do this. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but one of the one of the big things that they've been talking about the past couple of days are the restaurants, not just Disney, but restaurants in general. But these are some of the things uh, that these they're talking about of um, when thinking of reopening restaurants. Um, not like I said, not only in Disney, but elsewhere. Um, so some of the things I have to think about is that suppliers might not be able to provide, uh, provide enough to meet the restaurant's uh, demands. Uh, and there could also be staffing problems as well. Um, and they also have to worry about how they have to adapt their dining rooms. So that means there might be like 50% capacity limit, uh, separation of people dining in the restaurant. So that means like table, like less tables. 
Um, there might be different rules for outdoor seatings. Um, then they have to talk about the uh, maybe the servers are going to be required to wear masks as well as gloves. Uh, and also the use of disposable menus uh, itself because, you know, it, it, so many people get their hands in germs on these menus. So uh, you might uh, be seeing a lot of printed menus in the future. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he believes that there has to be some kind of agreement statewide of how to handle the dining rooms uh, before restaurants reopen in the states uh, or in that state. And not just Florida, but this is this is this is dining everywhere. Like this is things that you're going to be seeing locally as well. If you're going to go back to a restaurant whenever relaxed social distancing can happen. So I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Uh, just a look to see how uh, restaurants, you might see restaurants on the Disney property uh, in the future. So um, I know they're always trying to pack as many tables in, in the restaurant that they can. Um, I, well, I mean, some some restaurants I feel are tighter than others, but um, you'll probably just see a lot less people um, in those restaurants. And it seems like it'll probably be harder to get reservations as well. So that is something to think about in the future. So um, and another kind of interesting thing that is going on is that so we've talked about how the Shanghai Disney Resort. Um, now, the, the parks have been closed since late January. However, the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel, Disney Town, and Wishing Star Park um, have uh, resumed limited operations back in early March. Because remember, China is about like two months ahead of us on all of this stuff. So they reopened uh, uh, very slightly. So I imagine we'll be seeing, like we've been talking about, we'll probably see Disney World and Disneyland follow in the same footsteps uh, at Sh uh, Shanghai Disney Resort as well. Um, so... Um, there, it was it was kind of interesting because images have uh, emerged showing queues um, over at the resort at Shanghai Disney uh, in some of the areas where you're not allowed to stand. So pretty much imagine queues with like taped off spots where you can't stand in those lines. So you're going to have to stand uh, apart from each other uh, and you just want to make sure that you distance yourself between you and the other guests. So um i I mean, i'm curious if there's gonna be extended queues like outside of the um uh outside of the rides um i mean disneyland's kind of tight like most of most of the queue i'm thinking offhand like pirates of the caribbean in disneyland like most of the queue is outdoor and it extends pretty far so i don't know how that's gonna work uh, a good amount of the queue uh for haunted mansion is outdoor as well um so I'm curious to see kind of what happens with those. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, some of the things. Um, but then additional reports are showing that uh, there's been testing at indoor theaters over at Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, a lot of the, the cast members and if they bring guests in um, that they are seated at every other row, which uh, with each party separated by a few seats in between. Because, uh, you know, they're always trying to cram as much people into a theater as they can. Um, but they're they're using every other row, giving that one one row buffer as well as spacing in between uh, each um, each kind of group itself. So we'll, we'll probably see that in uh, the future over at Walt Disney World and Disneyland uh, with the theaters. Uh, I'm thinking like Mickey's Felhar Magic. Uh, it's tough to be a bug. You got the Laugh Floor Factory, um, pr uh, Carousel Progress. You know Hall of Presidents and and so on. So. Uh, that's something that they're testing now. 
Um, and then reports are also saying that they are testing um, uh, parades, uh, things for parades and fireworks. Uh, and, and however, um, there have been no details on how guests will be distanced for parades and nighttime spectacular. So we don't know any details of what's exactly happening with that just yet, but they are starting to test for parades and shows. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what they do with that. Um, there has still been no official release date, uh, release date, uh, reopening date for Shanghai Disneyland. We don't know, um, but I, I'm going to make sure I follow closely what's happening with that because I assume we're going to see whatever's happening over at that park and maybe Tokyo Disneyland. Um, uh, I feel like we will probably see the same thing over, over here. Um, we're getting a question in the chat. Do we think Eat to the Beat concerts will happen? Um, the Eat to the Beat concerts are the right the food and wine festival concerts or the yeah the food and wine festival concerts. Um, it pro I mean, if they're gonna follow the rules that I was just kind of talking with the space seating, I assume that they will. Um, I mean, again, there's been no word of like what's happening whatsoever, um, but I would assume that, hey, why not have the theater? You'll just, there'll just be limited capacity in the theater um, as well as just those space seating. So uh, no official word, but that is just my best guess. So um, Amy, thanks. Thanks for that question. So, um, well, definitely, I mean, November might be totally different. We don't know what November is going to be like. Um, that's a little too far from now. So maybe we'll have less. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to cram in the theaters a little bit more. Who, who really knows uh, what's happening there? So uh, we'll just uh, kind of be on the lookout what happens between now and November. So um, that's all the um, kind of new updates that I have um, for, uh, like the park openings, um, just some of those things uh, to look out for. And hopefully we can just, uh, get back to the parks kind of soon, uh, with, uh, all of these kind of relaxed social distancing rules in place. So, but I'm curious, I'd love to hear from you guys out there. Like it, do you still see yourself trying to get to the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort? um this year like do you i know a lot of people uh, are like still really want to go um me i feel like i'm always like 50 50 on it um but uh, I'm, I'm curious let me know reach out to me i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious to hear from you guys of whether or not you're going to be going back uh this this year or you're going to wait till next year so all right so especially i think with the this task force that's happening out i feel like we're gonna get a lot of new news uh in the coming weeks uh so hopefully by next week i'm gonna have a bunch of new information for you so um that is that so i'm gonna take a quick break uh, and then when i come back we're gonna talk about uh, a little bit about what disney's doing uh, on earth day as well as um talk about the animal kingdom's anniversary so uh, we'll be right back So on Wednesday, April 22nd, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Earth Day as well as the 22nd anniversary of Animal Kingdom's park opening. So Disney also uh, celebrating 30 years of dedicated environmental and sustainability initiatives, uh, implementing programs in support of waste and emissions reduction and water and resource conservation. 
Um, so Disney is just, uh, they're, they're, it's so cool to see how they're just always exploring uh, and then testing and implement, uh, implementing new ways uh, to turn things we see and do every day into sustainable experiences. Um, uh, and most of you probably heard of the Disney Conservation Fund. Uh, Disney is celebrating uh, this year the 25th anniversary of the Disney Conservation Fund. Um, so... If, you, if you're not familiar what it is, so I'm going to kind of quick read like a quick um, kind of about of what it is if you don't know. Because every time you walk into the Animal Kingdom, you see the Disney Conservation Fund all the time. You might see the cast members talk about it. But if you don't know what it is, this is just kind of like a brief about um, of what it actually is. So um, the Disney Conservation is committed to saving wildlife and building a global community inspired to protect the magic of nature together. Since 1995, the Disney Conservation Fund has directed $100 million to support nonprofit organizations working with communities to save wildlife, inspire action, and protect the planet. Disney Conservation Team Wildlife leads best-in-class scientific programs to conserve wildlife in Disney's backyard and beyond. It connects people to build a network for nature and cares for the planet through everyday actions. Uh, so that is a little bit about the Disney Conservation Fund. Uh, it's just so great and uh, kind of Disney has released some fun facts of what they've been doing uh, over time to kind of help with the environment and help make their parks uh, a lot more sustainable uh, than they used to be. So, um, and just a, a, some fun facts about um, uh, about Animal Kingdom in general itself and what they do to preserve the, the, the land and uh, uh, care for the animals. So here's some cool fun facts that I wanted to share with you guys that Disney had put out in a Disney blog post. Uh, so each day, the Animal Nutrition Center prepares 10,000 pounds of food for the animals. That is, I, I can't even imagine. 10,000 pounds of food each day, uh, that is an absurd amount, um, which is kind of crazy to hear. Um, but there's also 8,000 uh, acres of its estimated 30,000 acres uh, of the Walt Disney World Resort property. Uh, that is permanently set aside for uh, as conservation land so that is a large amount of land to kind of help with the animals i'm sure a lot of that is on the animal kingdom property as well as the animal kingdom lodge but i'm sure they they might have some like nature reserves uh, elsewhere throughout the parks because i always read stories of like disney just buying a lot more acres uh, up and sometimes people are always wondering like what's what, what is disney buying the land for and uh, from what I understand, some of that is actually uh, as conservation land. So, um, what else we got? So, Disney's animals, science, and environment teams cares for more than 5,000 animals uh, across Disney's Animal Kingdom and the Walt Disney World Resort. So, that pretty that probably means the Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, 5,000 animals on property, which is awesome. That's so great that they were able to help. You always hear the news stories that or the blog posts they put out of new animals being born on property, like a baby giraffe or a baby gorilla or something like that. I think they were talking about a new, I think it was a porcupine that was actually born a few a few weeks back. So that's pretty awesome. Um, so Disney is constantly growing, but the Disney parks actually sent back two, 30 32 million pounds less waste to a landfill in 2009 than in 2008. So imagine that. It 
there was 32 million pounds less waste last year than there was in 2008, which is great. Um, and I don't know if you guys heard, I, I know I've talked about it in the, in the before, in the past, uh, it was definitely a while ago, but there's a great YouTube channel out there called Rob Plays, uh, and it was either the last year or two years ago, he put out two really great kind of informational videos, because he does a lot of cool uh, videos and things you might not know about the Disney parks. He makes these really cool information and videos about the Disney parks. Um, he made two of them, which I really think you guys should check out, um, uh, one of them is called, How Much Garbage Does Walt Disney World Produce? And the other one is, What Does Disney World Do With Leftover Food Waste? So I'm going to link both of those in the description. I highly recommend checking those out because it's it's really cool what Disney does uh, with all of their waste to kind of um, just put it back. Uh, the, what is it? The reuse, reduce, recycle. I think those are the three um three R's, but uh, the, kind of what they do to kind of help the environment that way. So definitely check those out. I'm going to link those in the description or uh, in the, yeah, the description of this show. Um, let's see what else we got. So there are more than 88 tons of plastic that are eliminated within the Disney parks around the world annually by removing plastic straws and stirs. So remember that was like a big thing. Uh, now there's paper straws you see for the most part. I, I think they're finally all done uh, with plastic straws around the parks. I know it was like a gradual uh, decrease in straws over there. Um, uh, the solar facilities at Disney parks reduce greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to removing nearly 10,000 cars from the road. So I'm sure if you've seen from the sky or seen photos, but they have a big, um, big solar farm that's in the shape of Mickey head. So that's kind of cool over there. Um, let's see, what do we got over here? Um, and then just, yeah, some quick things about the Disney conservation fund. I mentioned this one before they have directed $100 million to protect the magic of nature since 1995, um, 50 million uh, nature experiences provided by Disney uh, over time to kids and families around the world. So that's like the nature programs that they have over uh, at Walt Disney World. Uh, and then 1,000 species have been protected through the support of the Disney Conservation Fund. So that's pretty awesome over there. I know they have like maybe a couple white rhinos that are definitely going extinct, but they have a few of them in their care over there. So I just wanted to share those with you because um, it's always fun to learn about what the parks are doing behind the scenes and just learning a little bit about the magic. Um, so yeah, I just want to share with that, that that'd be fun just to kind of, instead of talking about, uh, park updates all the time, just yeah, talk about Earth Day that just passed as well as talking about my favorite park, Animal Kingdom. So, uh, so that is cool over there. Um, so that is the, the two things I want to discuss today, but we do have some more listener questions for you guys. And, uh, if you have any questions, please send them in. I would love to answer them on a future podcast. You can send those to Matt at Excess Press Podcast at yeah matt at excesspresspodcast.com had to think about that one for a sec or um or you could just shoot me a dm over on instagram at excesspresspodcast um so we got a few fun ones today the first one comes from front of the show jen she asks what are the best what are some of the best ways to celebrate celebrations on a trip so that means like uh birthdays anniversaries i assume um graduations uh could be anything so um, 
so I have a few that I was thinking of, and uh, to me, the first one that stands out, first thing I thought of, like, you always have to wear a button. Like, if you're going to the Disney parks to celebrate something, wear a button. Disney uh, has a bunch that you can wear. Like, if you got married, if you're on honeymoon, they have some of those for birthdays. Um, I celebrated my bachelor party there a few weeks, uh, a few years ago, which you guys know. Um, and I actually made a homemade um, Disney button, so I wanted I wanted to wear one all the time in the park. So I made a homemade one. It says I'm getting hitched. Um, so I wore that all the time. So people always comment on that, which is fun. You just want to be recognized, like what you're celebrating. Hey, you might get you might get some cool stuff in return, and uh, it's just fun to let everyone know what you're celebrating. So always wear a button. Um, but so some of the quick ones uh, that I think I, I want to mention are is definitely you. I mean, I think the obvious one here is to dine at your favorite restaurant, figure out what you where you love to eat the most on Disney property. Maybe you want to do like a signature meal. You could do it at California Grill or Jico or if you really want to splurge, if you're like on a honeymoon or an anniversary, go to Victoria and Albert's over in the Grand Floridian. Uh, you could try that one. Uh, another one I thought, if you're an adult, treat yourself, uh, you could treat yourself to a nice spa day, uh, you can do that, or if like a, one of your kids or something is celebrating a birthday, you can bring them to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, you can do that, um, and then, uh, say you're on like an anniversary or a wedding, uh, or a honeymoon, I should say, uh, you could do a horse-drawn carriage over at Port Orleans or Fort Wilderness if you're staying at one of those. Uh, I really got to get over to Port Orleans because from what, I, from what everyone says, like French Quarter is one of the most romantic, uh, areas in, um, on Disney property. So I really got to check out Port Orleans at some point. Uh, let's see what else can you do. You could also do. I thought of. Um, you can go to Amaret's Patisserie to uh, over at Disney Springs and make a cake uh, and then eat it. Of course, you can. So uh, they're they're famous for making those really cool like small Mickey cakes. Uh, they're really uh, they're really cool looking. But you can make a. They have small ones that you can buy just to like eat as like a pastry, or you can make a really big one. So maybe doing that with the family, uh, you can do. You have to make reservations for that. Um, but I think the two best things to do is you can a uh, book a private cruise uh, and sail in Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon, uh, and you can actually watch the fireworks from the private cruise itself. So, um, I think that'd be a really cool thing. They have I think different size uh, like yachts that you can boat uh, ride. I think I think there's one that can hold up to like 17 people um, at a time, and I don't know how much. I, I think it's like maybe 400 bucks an hour. I don't know the exact price on that, but um, I always thought about like, hey, maybe if uh, somewhere down the road, um, our anniversary, that'd be something special to do. Um, I hear a lot of people do that for big occasions is booking a private cruise. So I think that would be a really fun thing to do if you're with like a group of like 10 people or something like that. Um, or if you don't want to do the private crude, book a dessert party. You can absolutely book a dessert party. That would be a lot of fun having a nice spot to watch the dessert, uh, watch the fireworks and eat some dessert over at like Hollywood Studios or over at Magic Kingdom. Uh, I would do that. So um, I, those are the ones that I could think of off the top of my head that I've kind of heard of in the past. Um, I think those are definitely some of the best ways to celebrate celebrations on a trip. So 
Um, cool. So thanks, Jen, for the question. Now, CJ, friend of the show, you know her at theweeklymouse.com. She sent in a fun question. CJ, thank you. And Jen, too. Jen, you send in a lot of questions every week, which is great. Thank you guys for sending me these questions. They're always so much fun to answer, and hopefully they help uh, you, the listeners, out on the show. And please don't be afraid to shoot me a question uh, in the future. I would love to answer it. Um, so CJ asked a couple questions. So uh, I just talked about the dessert party, so I'll ask, answer this one first. She asks, have I ever done any dessert parties or dining packages? Um, I've actually never had the desire to book a dessert party. I just don't see the value in it for me. Um, usually my wife and I, uh, like, I'm really big into, like, a fireworks and stuff like that, but my, my wife, like, not so much, so, like, I just don't think a dessert party would be, like, a big thing that we would want to do together. Um, again, I just don't see the value in it. I'd rather just... Uh, go like one time what I did where we were watching the fireworks uh, we had we're holding our spot but I f- mobile ordered um, a pineapple upside down cake dole whip over at where is it sunshine wherever in Adventureland. I always forget which one it's at is it the uh, sunshine seasons I-, I can't remember the name of it wherever you get dole whip but I got a pineapple upside down cake dole whip uh, I went, ordered it, picked it up, got back, brought it back right before the fireworks began, um, and ate my dessert as I watched fireworks. So that was uh, that was pretty awesome. That was my own dessert party. So, but I am a big fan of the doing a dining package. We've done that I think twice now. We did it for World of Color over in uh, Disney World's, or sorry, Disneyland over at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, we ate, I forget where we ate. It was at the Italian restaurant over there. I think Rose, um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but we ate over there for dinner and it was great. We got great, uh, great views for World of Color, which I always say is the best nighttime entertainment at any Disney park. Um, well, at least in the U.S. I haven't been to the, the international parks yet. Um, and then we also did Hollywood Brown Derby uh, and watched Fantasmic. It had a great seat for Fantasmic. Um, I highly recommend it. Like my wife and I, we always really love going to table service restaurants, um, and uh, we always um, we always want to dine at one every single night. So it's like, all right, well, if if we're we're gonna go see the nighttime showing any, if we're gonna die, might as well just book the package and get that seating. So uh, with the dining packages, it usually is. I don't know. If, I haven't done it in a few years, but uh, I think it's usually a prefix meal because you I think you pay like a set price for the dining package because you get like an appetizer, dessert, uh, or appetizer entree and dessert. I really should check this information because I don't know if that's what's included in the dining package anymore. Uh, it's definitely been a few years since I've done it. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the dining package. I think, I think it's worth it if you want to do nighttime shows and also grab uh, dinner at a table service restaurant. So, uh, check that out in the future if you want to do that. Um, all right, next group, uh, advice for traveling in large groups. So, um, I th- each group is going to be totally different from each other, depending on what you do. You could be do going uh, in a large group with friends. Uh, you could be going with uh, a big family, do a reunion. Um, so I've done two group trips now, my bachelor party, as well as the one I did in November. Um, planning early is always a really big thing. You, uh, I think you need to set up meetings um off the bat before any trip planning starts like you you should be able to designate the the disney 
uh, pro. So um, if, if there's one person in your group that is a pro, knows how to do Disney, they should probably handle everything. Uh, if they're a Disney planner, then they should be in charge of that. So definitely put one person in charge uh, of these meetings. Uh, get get to these meetings, kind of talk about what they want to get out of this trip, what they have in mind. Um, luckily uh, for me, my it was pretty easy. Everyone was go with the flow for the most part, uh, and we stuck with each other for most of the time. Uh, when we were actually there, so it was kind of easy to book, but sometimes people want to do their own thing, especially if you're going with, like, I feel like 15 or more people, then, like, you really can't be together all the time. Like, that's really tough. People are going to want to do their own things. Everyone is different. Uh, everyone might not like thrill rides. Um, people want to maybe go watch shows, and you can go, you could split up and do your own thing. Like, don't be afraid to split up. Like, uh, what was it? Um, uh, like on our last trip, Hollywood, it was a Hollywood studio day. Um, a lot of people wanted to go watch, um, a lot of the shows like Beauty and the Beach, uh, Beast, uh, Little Mermaid. And I just had like no desire. So I went into Galaxy's Edge and just walked around for a couple hours, just looking at all the details. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to check out Galaxy's Edge cause I'm a huge nerd and love Star Wars. I just wanted to see everything that was going on over there. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of going off topic here, but or I'm kind of jumping around. But um, yeah, going back to like the pre-planning things, set up several meetings. Um, you're gonna want to do that. Uh, definitely do it. Uh, say for a year in advance, do it a year in advance. Uh, check in uh, around the 180 mark, uh, 180 day mark for your dining reservations. Uh, maybe do one right before the 60 day mark uh, if you want for like ride, uh, for, like what you want to do for fast passes. Uh, and then Dave, definitely like maybe like um, a few weeks out of your trip, do one last meeting just to kind of go over like final uh, details, let everyone know what's going on. I think that's a really good thing to do. So just several meetings throughout the year. Uh, and then when you get there, like just if you're the planner and people want to go do their own thing like don't be mad if they want to separate from the group just you gotta you gotta be spontaneous people are going to want to go do their own thing do that i know i already said this but um um but you might have a group that just wants to stay together all the time and that's great like my bachelor party we were together all the time except for one small little little teeny tiny time um but otherwise we were just always together um, and this group trip, we were together most of the time, but like some of us, we wanted to get to the parks early. We did that. Some of us wanted to stay later. Some wanted to go back to the resort. They did that. So, um, just be flexible that way. Um, so the, that, those, I mean, that's my experience with larger groups. Uh, I've never had a party larger than eight. So I, I only really know how to plan up to that. Um, but hopefully, hopefully that helps uh, if you're planning on doing like a large party in the future. So, all right. So the last question coming from CJ, she asks, what do you normally do on your travel days? So, um, let's see. I feel like my travel days are always different. Uh, if I had the choice for when I, when I'm heading to Disney World, if I had the choice, I always try to get there as early as I can just to kind of like make the day, uh, just try to make a, get as much time in as I can at the parks or at the resorts or whatever. Uh, just try to get there early. But um, like last time I, I flew in at night uh, and I, I was there the next day. So uh, it, it really all depends. But leaving is very consistent, consistent for us. We always make sure... Um, we always make sure that we can get to the, um, 
uh, airport as late as we can. So usually, like we we get like a five a five p.m. flight or six p.m. flight back to New Jersey. We always do that. So we have like a full day in the parks if we want, or all close to a full day. We we do like all the last minute things that we want, and then we don't take the Magical Express, which I mentioned on maybe an episode or, uh, episode two ago. Uh, we just take an Uber over to the airport. We're good to go. So um, that's usually what we do. We always. Um, uh, go to a park for the most part. I feel like every time we, the day that we're leaving, we've gone to a park. We just put our stuff in bellhop. We always keep a change of clothes, uh, kind of ready to go because, um, sometimes it's hot. You're a little bit sweaty. You just want to put some different clothes on. So we usually, when we get to the airport, we're like changing to something else, um, just to kind of be in clean clothes and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of it. Like, yeah, I wish, I wish I had more exciting answers, but that's usually what we do. So, all right. Well, thanks for those questions. And again, please send in your Disney trip planning questions. If you have any uh, that you want to ask on a future episode, but, um, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed, uh, last, uh, Monday's episode of, of the show we had margaret uh, on the show so hopefully you guys enjoyed her episode just talking about uh working over in uh, Fantasyland. so that is over there we got another one coming out on monday so stay tuned for that episode uh and again if you want to be on a future episode of excess press if you want to be if you're a former cast member and you would like to be interviewed hey just reach out shoot me an email um or in, uh, message me on instagram and we'll get you on a future episode um, but make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Leave that five stars over on Apple Podcasts. That'll be amazing if you do that. So thank you very much. Um, also, you can follow me on social media again at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram. You could shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, I also have a movie, TV show, uh, video game chat review podcast called What'd You Think? Uh, make sure you're checking that out. We're putting out new episodes uh, usually on every Wednesday, so check that one out. Um, but that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.